Okay. Now, you know we've got uh, Mark Andrew on the show. Mark right? Andrew! He's, he's one uh, of the best Elvis impersonators right. in the whole world. Yeah, I, I thought you could do some, the whole world. some sort of Elvis rendition or Elvis something. Or some sort of song. But you know, it sounds like a bloody Pavarotti, man, you know what I mean? Sort of thing, you know. Um, oh, a little baby child is born in the ghetto. Wow. Yes, eh? I'm very impressed. All right. Very impressed. Yeah. So yeah, I could talent, be the man. second best Elvis impersonator. A lot of wasted talent there. I you? know. What should be on wasted talent time? First thing we're going to come up with the, 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 the um, uh, you know, where, where were you when Elvis died? You know, oh, where were you? I, I got a story. I, I was at well, school. Well, come on, hurry up because I, because I want to talk to Mark. Yeah, I was at school. Yeah. Um, and I was an F troop. Um, it was a special English F-troop. class. F troop. Yeah, they put me in this uh, because I was. Oh, special smart. class. Yeah, special yeah. class. You know, yeah. when you get Fs, you get A, yeah. B, C. We used to throw rocks at those kids. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, well, I was in this class. There's only a, a bunch of us, a hand uh, for three or four. Yeah. And the teacher, the next minute, is a. Knock on the door, yeah, yeah, and uh, the teacher goes out. He comes in after about two or three minutes and he sits down, he's rubbing his head and we're just looking at him. He looked a bit rubbing pale. his head, yeah. And, I, and he just said, Um, sorry, um, Elvis Presley has passed away. What that was in 1977, 1977, yes. yes. And um, I tell you what, it's um, he, he just it was like uh, like his part of his. Family passed away. Yeah, it was just yeah. like, well, mate, and it was really. Um, I remember. I'll never forget. I'll never forget yeah. that. I can even picture it today. Yeah. You know, just looking at him. You know I mean? Well, I remember I was. And he was never the same the whole day. Actually, the whole week. What? You know? Yeah, no. It's I was, such a phenomenon. I was gone had that impact on people. You know? I, what I, mean? I had, mate. I was, I was away with the King Community School. Oh I, yeah. I forget where we were. I think we might have even been in Tassie. We were away anyway, and we we're on the bus, and someone came into the bus and said, "What's well, so the bus Presley?" The bus was a special bus. bus special no, bus. not like your bloody, what, your special F troop class. Yeah, this yeah, was yeah. a bus. We were on a bus because we were in Tasmania and we were oh, yeah. being taken as a school, Kent Community School, and um, some bloke came in and said, Elvis Presley died. Oh, dear. And, mate, mate, the effect it had on everyone in the bus, like, you know. Yeah, where the yeah. bus driver, how did he feel about it? Well, he was the one that told us. Yeah, he heard it on yeah. the news. And he he came in, he was devastated. He, he ran into a truck. Yeah. I basically ran in, like, yeah, no. like he tailgated the truck. He didn't like sure. smash right in, really? like, but it sort of, yeah, yeah. He just sort of drifted in. Anyway, you got, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's great, that's great, yeah. Dominic. Uh, I mean, another question there when, uh, you know, um, when I first met you, you know, how did you feel about that? Anyway, you won't talk about that probably another episode anyway. Mate, just get on the mark. <laughs> Look at so, him, he laughs at his own jokes. So, go. <laughs> Stop. Go. Mark the bone coming up. Yep. Right, he's an Elvis impersonator. Yep. Very good impersonator. Yeah, let's talk. Um, probably better than um, Elvis himself, Barry. Oh, no, that's what I've heard. That's how good he is. Yes, well, let's find out because I heard Linda thought that he was. Linda Thompson, Elvis's ex-girlfriend. Oh, wow. Well, heard him sing and, and, and started crying. And when oh. she closed her eyes, she thought it was Elvis. Anyway. Oh. Get him on the show! Okay, coming up to the break. Mark Andrews! Would you please welcome to Shumpcast, Mark, Mark Andrew Tabone. Hey, how are you guys? The Elvis impersonator. Wow, that's, a, yeah. that's one of many things. Yeah. But yeah. Now, Mark, the first thing I'm going to ask you, right? Yep. I'm going to cut to the chase. Is Elvis still alive? 
<laughs> no, I, there's been so many conspiracies over the yeah. years, but I think Elvis was, you know, he was very sick in the end, and yeah. he was very uh, dependent on prescribed pills. And I think yep. uh, it uh, health-wise, he just deteriorated, and uh, they they had so many side effects, and uh, his heart couldn't cope with it anymore. I mean. You're talking about a 42-year-old man, you know, these days 42 is so young, you know, and, um, you know, he was, um, even though he was doing like two one-hour shows a night or something like that, but um, he just just relied on the, you know, the the pills too much, I think, you know, unfortunately. Oh, that's good. So he's not, he, he, there's no sightings of him. What he's sighting in seven eleven. Ah, come and, on, he's already right. said that. You buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Mark. No, I just thought anyway. That's cool. All right. Yeah, now, Mark, yeah. So now, Mark, you're you're born in born in um, born in Melbourne. Melbourne, nineteen sixty six. I was born in Melbourne, and I moved to Malta in uh, the Mediterranean when I was eight years old. Wow. And um, because my mother died here in Australia, and. Uh, so we lived over there for a while, and um, when I was 17, my brother said, I'm going back to Australia, and we had family in Australia, so I said, I'm coming with you. But um, just sort of prior to that, uh, Elvis passed away, and, um, and my brother was a big Elvis fan, and said, oh, there's a movie that just came out, and Kurt Russell was playing Elvis. Yeah, I remember that. And I, yeah, remember that movie? Yeah, I, yeah. I saw that movie, and that, as a 14-year-old, you know, just gave me so much inspiration and introduced me to music and I wanted to learn guitar and I, you know, you go through a phase where you want to be Elvis, you know? Yeah. Is that and when you, is that when that you decided you want to be an Elvis impersonator? When? Is that when you when decided? That, when, when, um, oh, when you watched you know, the movie yeah. about Kurt Russell? Yeah, yeah, so, I, you know, you go, I was so young, 17 and then 16 and, um, so I started performing when I was working. So I was working in hotels in Malta and got up and sang with the band. And uh, then came out to Australia. And um, it wasn't until years later that I had a rock and roll band called Blue Suede Dudes. Yeah, but can, and, we, can we go back yeah. first? Because you were a fantastic hairdresser. So before I, you, yeah, before you right, got into right. music, I want to know about your hairdressing stuff. Because yeah. you could have been okay. anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so what happened was I came back to Australia, lived with my uncle for a while, and he was a drummer, he was an entertainer, and I said, oh, I want to go to, straight to drama school, I want to do acting and entertaining, and he yeah. said, mate, forget it, you'll never get anywhere. <laughs> so yeah. so he, he said, oh, what about a hairdresser, you know? So I said, oh, all right then. So, you know, I was a frustrated entertainer cutting hair, you no, know, so and... Um, it wasn't until years later that I started the band yeah. and went out on weekends, you know, doing rock and roll gigs and, uh, and yeah, just had my own salon during the day and uh, that was a good income for me and, yeah, good support for my family. And, um, and then when the entertainment really took off, I started, when I started doing characters oh. in the mid-90s, I came up with a show called Dead Fat Legends. Yeah. And I just was involved with the theatre show that I played Buddy Holly, actually, and um, and I was sitting through rehearsals and I thought, how many legends can I portray, you know? How, yeah. how many legends can I pull off the look, the sound? So I started working on John Lennon, yeah. Jim Morrison, Buddy, um, Dean Martin. and Elvis, 
And then, you know, I added D. Martin later and yeah. Tom Jones and Austin Powers. Yeah. And it just became a signature show. And, uh, but, you know, being such an Elvis fan, I wanted to give, you know, because the 90s, you got to remember, the 90s went through a bit of a cheesy Elvis sort of stage, you know. Yeah, so Elvis wasn't quite fashionable. Yeah. You know. So I wanted to pull it back and, and educate people on how Elvis really was, you know. Yeah. So, um, and I studied acting in the in the meantime as well. So I put all this together yeah. and came up with this show. And then, you know, the show crescendoed and then you come out as Elvis at the end. And people are gobsmacked because you go from one character to the other and then you come out looking so much like Elvis in the end. You've got, like, my costumes. What, did you were, put on a lot of weight? What, and take a lot of pills? What did you do? No, no, so Elvis didn't really put on weight till his last two years. Yeah, well, you said so towards he, the end. He, in 1970, he had a 32-inch weight, you know, and my, my waist at the moment is about 34. I've blown out a bit, so I've got to pull it back. <laughs> Mate, that's pretty good, Mark, <laughs> you bloody big noter. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see me and Tony? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, okay. Yeah, lots of pasta. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Pasta, yeah. Okay. lasagna. Cannoli. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Lasagna. Hey. Go for it, um, Mark. Sorry, mate. So, yeah, you know, and uh, I just love doing it. I still love doing it. And then I developed just an Elvis show called Elvis Leaves His Mark. And then I headlined Park's Elvis Festival for a few years in a row. And I said, you know, like, sometimes you've got to give yourself a pat on the back and believe in yourself yeah. and depend on yourself to do it. So I, after these shows, I was pumped, you know, like the audience were like standing ovations, things like that. Yeah. I was, you know, in my top form and, and I thought, bloody hell, I'm good, you know? So yeah. I just thought I need to get out there a little bit more internationally. Yeah. So I started bringing around and started doing a few gigs in Canada and the US and, um, and um, Asia and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And um, and that's when I made the contacts overseas. And then I had a friend in Canada that she introduced me to, you know, a lot of Elvis's buddies and yeah. people that work for Elvis. Yeah. And they actually approved of my show. And um, and eventually I toured with them and I featured as Elvis doing you know, tours with Joe Esposito, who was Elvis's road manager. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Linda I, Thompson, who was Elvis's girlfriend. Can I just cut in there, Mark? Mark, yeah, I, just, I just want to cut in there because um, the Wherever You Whisper told me your greatest honour was to tour Australia with Elvis's girlfriend, Linda Thompson, who yes. who you would make them cry. You would make her cry thinking that you were it, Elvis. Exactly. Unbelievable. Um, so, You're kidding me. Did you no, no, so what happened was her brother Sam was chief of security for Elvis in the last few years, right? Before yeah, he passed yeah, away. Yeah. Sam saw me in Canada yeah. and I had dinner with Sam because I was invited to go to dinner with all oh these my people God. that knew no. Elvis. And I couldn't believe it because, you know, this lady, Kathleen, that she was her, their agent, yeah. I introduced her to Australia. Right. Yeah. So I introduced her to a few festivals in Australia. So in return, she would invite me to dinner with all these people. Oh and I was like gobsmacked because I'm hearing all these people at New Elvis. Yeah. I'm hearing all these stories firsthand at the dinner table. Yeah. And here's me, like fucking 
no one, no one, you mm. know, just sitting with these people. And mm. I'm sitting right next to Jerry Schilling. Oh, my God, wow. Did you do drugs with and, them? Hey? Did you do drugs with them? <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, not many people can hear us. Nah, nah, we'll but, um, that was a great experience for me. And, um, and then, you know, Sam said, you know, I actually asked Sam, I said, do you think you and Linda would... Uh, want to come out to Australia and he goes I'll talk to her and, and he showed us some of my clips and stuff and Linda approved to work with me and it was yeah. just such a an honour are you sure and, she just didn't sort of um, just fancy you and wanted you to you know are you yeah. sure no, or was it or was it your talent <laughs> was it your talent or no. your good looks no it was my talent and good looks oh anyway, yeah there you go <laughs> yeah you gotta be you gotta be confident well of course anyway because yeah, you yeah. can't be too cocky or no. egotistic yeah. you know because yeah. then uh you'll die in the ass yeah but um i was the, the thing was i was normal i was a normal person i was approachable you know when i spoke to jerry Schilling, i never asked him a thing about elvis till he opened up yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I respected him, you know, because you respect these people because they hear it all the time. They yeah. Albert, yeah, what do you smell like? You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So when you meet someone, they don't want to hear those questions straight away. Yeah. They, no. They want to be ready to tell you those things when they're ready. So Jerry Schilling said to me, we went out for a coffee, right? I didn't yeah. ask him anything about Elvis. Yeah. And... Um, and then I asked him, I said, oh, you want to go out to dinner in my shower, you know, obviously. Yeah. And then uh, we went out to dinner, had a bottle of red. Then he told me the story of how Elvis met the Beatles. He was there. And how Elvis met Nixon. The whole story, like, it just goes on and on. Well, give us, give us a snippet. At, I should have recorded it. You should have. But, um, but at, at dinner, he said, you, you know what? I'm going to come to your show. And Kathleen looked at me like she was his agent and yeah. like her jaw dropped because he never goes to see tribute shows. Yeah. And he came backstage. Can I swear on this podcast? You can say whatever you want, Mark. He said, he said, you do great justice to my good friend's legacy and you can fucking sing. He oh, said, my God. You do a great American accent. You're a bloody legend, Mark. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, for me, for me, that was my accolade. You know, that yeah. was my, that was my gold medal doing that and and having Linda cry, happy, you know, and then Linda, Linda cry, Linda Thompson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She didn't really know what to expect, you know. But yeah. my first show that she saw was in Queensland at Shark Southport Sharks. Yeah, and she was crying in the audience and because I really you know, became Elvis so much yeah. in character, channeled Elvis so much that she thought she was there at a concert back in, you know, in the yeah. 70s. Yeah. And she thought she was going to go backstage and see Elvis. You see, Elvis is alive. That. He's it still alive for you. Unbelievable. It was the biggest compliment she ever gave me. And uh, it was unbelievable. And, um, you know, they're, they're the things you you, uh, you strive for as an entertainer and when you're doing a tribute to someone, you know, you, I don't, I, I like to do it in a way, you know, because a lot of performers, and that's okay, yeah. they just do their own thing. They put a suit on, walk around, mm-hmm. 
tell a few jokes, yeah. do it their way. Yeah. But I like to go into character and channel the, you know, Elvis. Yeah. And I know so much about Elvis. You know, I yeah. take tours to America, tell stories on the bus yeah. and take them to special places and even connect with some of the people that I was new yeah. and surprise people, you know. So I'm doing a tour next year as well to America. Hey, Mark, can you tell us something that we don't know about Elvis? Is there anything that you could tell us that nobody else would know? Well, um, you, you know, like, unfortunately, Linda left Elvis in November 76, right, because they had to resuscitate him so many times that she just didn't want to find Elvis dead, right? Okay, yeah. That's how, that's how bad it got. Because he died in 77. And Elvis was trapped in his own, in his own uh, habits, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. it was all prescribed. So he, he fooled himself that he mm. was okay, you what know? Michael Jackson? It's not okay when you, you're saying stories, yeah. Michael Jackson, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it, it's not okay when you're taking 100 pills a day, yeah, you know? No. And it was, Sam Thompson told his story at the table, yeah. and um, Elvis didn't come down Christmas Day, Christmas 1976. Yeah. Sam was a bit concerned, he went upstairs, and he said, E, because they called him E, yeah. he said, E, are you coming down, you know? And, and Elvis said, uh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not coming down, you know. And uh, and uh, Sam said, you know, he, I think you've you've got a drug problem, you know. Yeah. And Elvis just grabbed the, the you know, the the um, lampshade or something next to him and then threw it at him, and oh he just missed him. Oof. And he walked up to him in his face and he said, "I need him more than you, and you're fired." And he oh fired him. Oh, my gosh. And a week later, um, Charlie Hodge got on the phone to Sam and said, Sam, he wants to see you. And he, he said, he said, Charlie, he fired me last week. And he goes, well, he wants to see you. And there was a red Harley Davidson out the front of Graceland and, um, and uh, Elvis came out, yeah. said to Sam, you like it? You know, and he... he gave him the keys to the Harley and his way of apologising. Yeah, but Mark, I was going to say that. So nobody's ever said no to the king. Same with Michael Jackson. So that's why they could just get all the drugs that they wanted. And and if Dr Nick didn't give it to him, he'd go to somewhere else. Exactly. He'd go somewhere else and get it. So, and... You know, when you think about it, Elvis never grew up. He was an 18-year-old that became so famous. Yeah. yeah. And everybody learned from Elvis too because Elvis did everything first, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was the same with touring and, you know, mm. not being healthy and all that sort of stuff and, yeah. and run yourself into the ground. And if you see the movie, that part of it is correct that the yeah. colonel just kept pushing, get him up, you know, give him whatever he needs to get mm. on stage tonight, you know? Oh, and okay, yeah. Really, if someone is so exhausted, why, yeah. why run them into the ground because you've got a gambling habit, you know? Mm, yeah. And there was no consideration for Elvis. He needed to, you know, he yeah. needed to uh, re-energise himself, find himself again and get motivated again, you know? And uh, and really, when, you, when you've got that entourage of people that yeah. are just yes-men, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. You, uh, unfortunately, you know... Um, 
he couldn't, yeah, and he never grew up, you know. He was always a, a big kid at heart, you know. Yeah. Well, but another story I've got for you yeah. is, um, the, so this same dinner table, yeah. um, Lowell Hayes was Elvis's jeweller. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. um, and Elvis was dating Ginger Olden for the last few months of his life. Yeah. And um, so Elvis rings Lowell Hayes one o'clock in the morning, probably a week, week before he died, something like that. Yeah. And he said to Lowell, I need an engagement ring for uh, for Ginger. This is at one o'clock in the morning. And he goes, um, E, I, I can't, you know, I can't, uh, I can't get a stone this time of night, you yeah. know. And um, so... Anyway, let me think about it. Anyway, so Lowell called him back in about an hour and said, I've got an, I've got an idea um, because I can make up a ring for you, but I'll have to use the stone out of your TCB ring. Taking care of business. And I can replace it with a CZ, cubic zirconia, for now oh. and put that stone in the engagement ring. So anyway, by 5 o'clock in the morning, he had this ring finished and... So Elvis gave Ginger the engagement ring. Yeah. A week later, Elvis dies. They they put him in the coffin with this TCB ring. Yeah. And nobody knew that TCB ring had a cubic zirconia, not a real yeah. diamond, in it because it never got time to change it. How, the, how yeah. did you find that out? So that's that. I found that out from the jeweler himself. So he was yeah. talking at the dinner table. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. This so, these are some of the stories I've heard. And, um, you know, um, so another story was Linda Thompson. They were at, Elvis used to um, um, enjoy karate at the... Uh, yeah, yeah. At the, everyone at everyone let him beat them, didn't he? Like, he goes, I'm a junior, so, so that no one no one ever beat him. Oh, yeah, he was, um, yeah, I eight degree black belt yeah. or something like that yeah, yeah. so yeah. he was he was pretty good yeah and um while he was uh, they were refurnishing graceland and uh linda designed the pool room with all the drapes and everything like that yeah and then uh the jungle room, oh, um, the jungle room. That, that was one afternoon elvis sent linda across the road to this shop while he was doing karate yeah and uh, she picked out all the furniture for the jungle room. Um, and um, that was all done in that afternoon because, uh, yeah, so it was all all her taste and all her ideas and Elvis liked it. So, um, lots, yeah. She, lots of she leopard skins. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry? Lots of leopard skins and tiger skins or... Yeah, have you ever been at have you ever been at Graceland? I've or? seen pictures. I've never been. No, no. Never been oh, okay, yeah. No. So the jungle room has got like really you know solid timber furniture. Mm. Um, yeah, just a, that type of feel. Nice. That's why they call it the jungle room. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah it's, Lots uh, of drums. It's awesome. Some stories, but um, performing Elvis, you just want to do him justice. You just want to keep legacy alive, and you know, I suppose this new movie. Um, which most of it is pretty accurate. There's some of it that's a bit far-fetched. And I haven't seen never it. never really went off at the Colonel on stage like that. I've never seen and, it. Yeah, but um, Elvis did go off at some people. But, um, you know, he had a few 
you know, uh, rant on stage and yeah. went on for a bit. And at time, one one uh, episode, I think he was just reading quotes out of the Bible instead of singing oh, and shit. <laughs> and uh, things like that. So Elvis sort of lost the plot a few yeah. times, but. Um, but yeah, so the, that was a bit far-fetched where he had a go at the Colonel because he, he didn't really have a go publicly like that at the Colonel. It was all off-stage. Mm. But um, most of it was pretty accurate, costumes, costuming and uh, mm. microphones and things like that. I really wanted to be a consultant on that movie because I know so much about mm. it. But um, it was in, enjoyable and, um, I, yeah, they did a great job. And I think... It just introduces Elvis to the next generation yeah. again, which yeah. you see so many kids coming through, you know, and they love Elvis, you know, yeah. they magnetise to it. Yeah, but Mark, in a lot of the a lot of the books, Elvis books, like they're saying that the Colonel took advantage of him, but in this latest yeah. movie, they're saying that Elvis really liked him and Priscilla really liked him. They had a really good relationship, I mm. think. You know, and Elvis was really loyal to him. Um, yeah. But I think in the in the seventies, when uh, you know this whole gambling addiction started with the Colonel, and he was living, you know, at, at the International uh, Hotel. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's when it all went haywire. Because, and and even the '68 comeback special, I think uh, Elvis was a bit tired of just doing stupid movies and Colonel yeah. making. Yeah. Um, poor decisions yeah. for him as a, as an artist. Yeah, because all this, you know, he wanted a good acting role, and he was a good actor. About, he was yeah. a good King actor. Creole, yeah. yeah, King Creole, his fourth movie that was written for James Dean. Oh shit! And James Dean died, yeah. and then they changed they changed the title to King Creole. Yeah. And uh, gave it to Elvis, and Elvis did that movie justice. He yeah. really did, yeah. and uh, he he showed that he was a great a actor. Yeah. And that's what Elvis needed, you know. He, he needed that motivation again. And uh, it just sort of went so, downhill, I suppose, yeah. after a while. So, yeah. so Mark, what, what's your favourite Elvis movie? I'd say King Creole, because King Creole, um, that was yeah. Elvis's favourite movie as well. And, um, and I went to New Orleans um, in 2017 and visited all these sites, you know, that uh, were part of the movie, which was fantastic to see in their building. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Joe Jolly House Rock was my favourite. No, Joe, Kid Galahad. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. Kid Galahad was better. I thought he did yeah. a good job. Yeah. Acting job. Yeah, what, about, <laughs> what about his um his favourite food there? What was that, the peanut butter jelly fried jelly sandwich or yeah. something? Is that, is... Yeah, so peanut, peanut butter and jelly is peanut butter and jam. Yeah. So they call jelly... Yeah, uh, jam yeah. jelly in, in America, but um, yeah, wouldn't it be in batter? Wouldn't it be in batter? Not a bad combination. Didn't he have it in batter no. as well? Sometimes, yeah, they were deep fried, but oh yeah, Elvis actually, you know, we all we all go off the rails. Let's yeah. say that we all <laughs> yeah. sort of like yeah. to pig out every now and again. Yeah. But yeah. when Elvis was motivated, he'd go to Hawaii and he'd tan up come back, like before 1968, he mm. was lean, he was, he was great, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he went to Hawaii, turned up, and yeah. he lost a lot of weight, you yeah. know, and yeah. um, looked really good, because he was motivated, he was, yeah. he was excited about something, so as a human being, you know, if you're in a rut, you yeah. know, you're just going to let yourself go, you don't give a shit, you know, you're just... Yeah. 
So that's what he needed. He needed a few new goals and, and a bit of a bit of a change of direction. But he, he didn't have anyone to, to sort of um, lead him, did he? Because nobody, after his mum died, there was nobody else to sort of, you know, tell him, yeah. tell him you know, I, I, listen to yeah, nobody. I, and as I've, as, he, as I've said before, he was still a young 18-year-old, yeah. you know, yeah. in, a, in a grown man's body. Because, so he, even financially, he had no sense of finance. Yeah. He, he, he'd make a million dollars and... Mm. You know, he'd go out and buy Cadillacs for everyone, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. very good. He wouldn't man, invest yeah. or anything, so... Yeah, yeah. And uh, he'd let his dad handle all the finances, and then sort of dad says, um, hang on, we got to sell Circle G, which was his ranch mm. in the uh, Mississippi, and uh, he says, uh, why do we got to sell Circle G? Oh, we got no money, you know? Yeah. Because I was kept employing people, and you know, and... and uh, so all this money's going out, and, you know, and then uh, some of the money wasn't coming in anymore, you know, so... So he'd do another movie or another song and he'd get more money? Yeah, exactly. I mean, but... Um, so, yeah, there's so many great stories and, uh, yeah. um, you know, it, it's been a part of my life now for the last 25 years. Yeah. And yeah. I've got a bigger show coming up this Sunday. Where? Boys. What so, is it? Um, at Hamer Hall in Melbourne. Oh, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, um, it's sold out. There's 2,300 people coming. Oh, nice. Shit. It's a, it's a one-off show, and it's with a 100-piece band um, and choir. So 100-piece. So there's 107 people on stage oh my God. at one time, and the Australian Book of Records are going to be there. Oh, wow. So we're hoping to get it into the Australian Book of Records. That's the biggest tribute show, not only in Australia, but the world. Oh, well, me and Dom just joined the uh, Memphis Mafia, so we're going to walk yeah. you in. Yeah, we'll walk you in. Yeah, you'll be with your dark glasses and yeah. Uh, yeah. with your earpieces yeah. on and uh, yeah. just walk past the limo, yeah. 2002, your Elvis Leaves His Mark made the top five yeah. Elvis tribute bands of all time, yeah? Wow. <coughs> That's right, yeah. What a bloody legend. You're a dumb, mate. You must have yeah, studied yeah, all these yeah. well, sleep patterns know, and everything. Uh, I was recognised, you know, as one of the best in the world. And uh, I suppose now I'm a bit of a master. I'm, I'm sort of, there's all these new young guys coming in, but I'm yeah. still... Still, you know, in there as a, as a master, and people do respect me and look up to me. So it is good enough. Have, you, think, got you, know, have you got his hair? Hey? Have you got his hair, Mark? Have you got his hair? Yeah, yeah, because I have. Because we've got, got luscious Elvis Presley good, locks. So. so have you got the, the luscious Elvis Presley locks? Oh yes, and I've still got my own hair. Which I mean, all oh, I've got stop it! No, you haven't. Days, but, yeah, I've got my own sideburns, and uh, mind you, I've got to, I've got to touch it up with a bit of colour every now and again. But um, mm. yeah. We wish. We wish we could colour ours. We're bald. Yeah. But we've got the Elvis <laughs> Presley locks at home, so, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, um, I wasn't going to ask you, but this guy, Tony's pushing me to ask you yeah. about Lisa yeah. Curry-Kenny. Are you married to Lisa Curry-Kenny? Yeah, so... Oh, my God, you legend! Sorry, right, give him a big round of applause for that. Yeah. Just like yeah. Drop, drop, drop the Kenny. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yes, yeah, sorry. What is it? Anyway. It's no, Lisa... Lisa Curry. Lisa Curry. So Lisa yeah. Curry, Tabone. So we got married, we got married in 2018. Oh, so shit. 
So how did you meet? Uh, we met on a charity walk and, um, yeah, it wasn't until a uh, month later we um, got chatting and uh, we were both single at the time and, and uh, she said, oh, I wanted to come down to Melbourne to see you and I, I said, oh, shit. Oh, shit? <laughs> what? I said, oh, shit. Well, yeah, you should so have I taken it to one of your shows. Hey? You should have taken it to one of your shows. Oh, well, since, yeah, she's um, been to a few shows. But um, uh, I think, you know, like we were like on a charity walk and I was yeah. doing the entertainment, you know, and, and at the end of the walk sort of thing. And that's sort of how we oh. we met. But, um, yeah, we... So did we, she fall in love with Mark or Elvis? Were you Elvis or Mark at the time? Who were you? No, I was, uh, well, I was crooning as the legends. Ah, and, uh, and, uh, she reckons I sang a song to her and sort of went right through her eyes. Ah, and, uh, see, smoothie. I, I might do that to all the ladies. You, I don't know. You, you did that to Linda <laughs> Thompson too. But, um, Linda wanted but, Yeah, but then, then we just, we got chatting on compies, um, on, the, on Facebook, um, because I didn't even have a contact number and, and then, uh, yeah, we just sort of confided in each other when we were single and alone mm. and, uh, mm. yeah, sort of passed letters to, to meet up and, uh, yeah, she made the move, not me. Wow, very good. Hey, Mark, I used to love IMT. Don't tell me you were on my IMT, were you? Was uh, Graham Kennedy yes, there? I was. Was Graham Kennedy there? Don't tell me you were there. No, this was uh, Frankie J days. Frankie oh, J. Holden. Uh, yeah, Frankie J Holden. It was so funny because um, we were, this was 1997, so that was 20, oh no, that was 20 year anniversary of my death. And Frankie J, we've toured together now, but back then I was a big fan and he was a big fan of Elvis. Yeah. And uh, I was performing at this uh, expo in Melbourne. Yeah. And there was a few of us there, so there was a few Elvises and Stephen Jacob was doing the, you know, taking the piss out of everyone and going, oh, this is Elvis, yeah. and this is Elvis, and this is Elvis, and this is Elvis, and yeah. I was at, right at the end, and he said, and who are you expecting me? I was going to say, I'm um, Elvis. Yeah. But I said, um, I'm Mark Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Stick that up, you smoke it, Steve-o. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Back in 93, you appeared on uh, New Faces. New Faces. With uh, Bert Newton. Yeah, yeah, so that was sort of the kickoff, you know, after I spoke to my uncle saying, oh, you know, I want to do some entertainment, you know, he goes, oh, well, there's this show called New Faces, so, um, yeah, I actually, I'm really cute, I was 17, I had lots of hair, curly, and I went on, you know, a bit of Shaking Stevens Elvis, and, uh, and then uh, the judges weren't impressed at all, I think I came last. Well, you just come night. back from Malta, mate. You you probably had the yeah, accent, yeah. That's right. Okay, yeah, I was only out here a few months, and yeah. I, I should have I should have waited a bit longer and bloody racist but, uh, pricks they are. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but you've been on a few TV shows, haven't you? I like, have. Like the footy um, show. Which footy show were you on? Um. Yeah, I was. I was Sam. I got a call from Sam as producer one time, Sam Newman. Oh, I do. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and because um, he he wanted to, you know, um, mention about the king and the king and the king. Yeah. 
But um, and he just wanted me to go and do half a song on there, so I just walked on as uh, Elvis and did a bit of American Trilogy. And uh, another time I was Austin Powers, and um, I um, we did a cross from his restaurant in um, in Docklands there yeah. when it was first opened, and uh, that was funny because I. Um, took the piss out of Sam as Austin Powers, so oh, good. that was quite funny. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I've been on uh, Bert Newton shows and things like that later on. Um, yeah, so Good Morning Australia, and it was good to have that sort of, um, you know, uh, that connection, I suppose, with uh, all those icons, you know, and... Yeah. Um, and, you know, Daryl Cotton was a good friend of mine. Oh, and, dude, uh, did you he, know Daryl Cotton? He, How did you know yeah. him? How? How? So, so Daryl and I, how did we first meet? We, we met on a cruise. and um, oh, okay. And actually, uh, that's right. I, before we met on the cruise, I, I actually asked him somehow, I can't remember, to be my host at one of my shows. Oh, I thought you were going to say my host. And then when he... When he took ill and went to hospital, I went to visit him in the hospital. Yeah. And, um, you know, and the whole, apart from Rick Springfield, but all the band members from Zoot were there. Were they? To, to visit him yeah. in, in, his, in his hospital room yeah. because, unfortunately, he, he had cancer. Yeah. And, um, and he said, oh, you've just missed Olivia. So Olivia Newton-John was just oh, there just before. Yeah. I was in there, and um, you know, unfortunately, we've lost her too now. Yeah, and, yeah. I was um, going to ask you about her. You played Danny and, Zuko. Uh, yeah, I played Danny Zuko. Yeah. So I think of Olivia all the time because yeah. um, when I play Danny Zuko, and I sing hopelessly devoted as Danny Zuko, and yeah. uh, so you know, all these Aussie icons, you know, yeah. and, and Daryl was t- telling me all these stories from his bed. And he was saying how he was living in a bungalow in LA with John Farrer. Oh yeah. And John John Farrer was writing some music. Yeah. And, he, and Daryl was going, "What the hell is that shit John's playing up there?" You know, from his bungalow. Yeah. And it ended up being a couple of songs off the soundtrack of Grease. Oh my god! <laughs> what shit did he say? Got that? Yeah. yeah. We've got to wrap it up soon. But I want to yeah, no ask you about your classic car collection. You've got a, a Cadillac for Elvis, you've got a Mini yep. Miner for Austin Power, and you've got a W Beetle for John Lennon. How, how does that work? I know. So I, they're all tax deductible, you see. Ah, um, <laughs> so you must be Maltese or Italian. Yeah, Maltese. Yeah. Um, so, um, well, you know, I, um, yeah, I, I, I actually manifest when I was, you know, starting out that I wanted a Cadillac. I really wanted the car to go to the show. Yeah. So I ended up, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a hands-on guy. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I started stripping down a car and doing as much as I can, took yeah. it to a mate of mine to do the work. And when he got so busy, he said, oh, could I go and see, well, have you done any work in the car? And he goes, oh, mate, I'm busy. Why don't you start on it? So I started working on the car in his workshop. Yeah. So I took a liking for uh, restoring cars. And when I finished the Cadillac, 
then I did a mini for Austin Powers, and then I bought a Mustang, and then wow. bought a Beetle, and yeah. yeah. So I thought, oh, I might as well have a car for every character. Mate, you must be a bloody millionaire by now with all your all your TV appearances, all your bloody Danny Zuko's and playing all the legends. You left out Tom Jones because you played Tom Jones as well, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, oh, very nice to be on your show. See? And, uh, he sounds just like him. That's Tommy. The Welsh, the Welsh accent is really hard to do. Oh, my God. Wow, fantastic. I can only but, do Maltese. Uh, <laughs> So many so, um, people in twenty yeah, straight, uh, I tell him to and go home. During COVID, I started this Maltese character called Marco. You want to meet him too? Yes, yes, yes. Let's hear it, 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 let Hey, I want to ask you something. I want to ask you something, Mr. Maltese man. How do you yeah. say to bone? Do you say to bone in Maltese or to bone? No, no, not to bone, not this rubbish. To bone. I know. It's to bone. To bone. To bone. Ah. Yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. All right, hey. Are you, are you a Malia or a, a Falzon? No, 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 Falzon, I'm a Falzon, I'm a... Are you Joey the Panel Beater? Joey from Panel Beater. I'm the same thing of the... Are you there? You're... That's it. Bye, that's yeah, that's fantastic. You've got to be in our show. We're going to have a show soon too. Yeah. It's hey, called the shunts. <laughs> well, are you going in the car? Are you are you far away or something? <laughs> I'm going in the car. I'm sick of talking to you. Okay, okay, okay. I'm Maltese too. We shouldn't the whole the whole episode in Maltese. Yeah, hey, Mark. Next time, next next time we have you on the show, we're going to do a Maltese show. All yeah. Maltese. All right. Oh, how you going? Um, Mark has left, sorry. Oh, he's Mark gone. Hey, we'll get him back because we don't want to talk to you anymore. We've got to wrap it up. We've got to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No nah. worries. No, um, uh, yeah, I'll, you can use Mark if you want for a show. No worries. Beautiful. Hey, we just want to, before we go, we just want to tell everybody that's listening about Mark Andrews' show at Hamer Hall. When is it? And I know it's sold out. Well, the episode won't go up till next week, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so um, it's already been, I think, the 14th of August. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a documentary on stage, and yeah, it's one of the, it's going to be one of the highlights of my career, I think. Oh, beautiful. When you come next time to Melbourne, can you let us know, because we want to come to the show. We don't want to break in this time, because I know that it's, you know, sold out. Yeah, no worries, for sure. I'll let you know. But next time, yeah, we wouldn't mind making That'd be great. Yeah. Anyway, we've got to go, mate. We've got to go. We're... Thanks for being on the Thank show. Thank you very, very much, yeah. Mark Andrew. Come on! Yeah, we've got to go and make some peanut butter jelly sandwiches now. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks, yeah. legend. All Thank right, you very much. So, big air for Mark the Bone. Big air for Mark the Bone, you legend. Thank you very much. Give him a clap for that. Still there? <laughs> He's still there.
out your birthday, right? Okay. Now, Mark, you were born in 1966 in Melbourne from Maltese Heritage. When's your birthday? It's actually today. It's today! You're joking us on your birthday! Come on, let's sing happy birthday. Are you ready? In Maltese. In Maltese. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Marky. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Many happy returns, Mark. You're a bloody legend. Oh, that was brilliant. Thank you very much. Uh, I was supposed to be out for dinner for my birthday, but Lisa's in Melbourne doing the project. Oh. And, uh, and I'm up here on the sunshine coast. I'm out for dinner with my kids. Hey! hey! Well, give our love to all your beautiful kids. Buona notte, buon sonno, e happy birthday to you. Bello yeah. tucarato. Oh, you're a legend. You can even speak Italian. Oh, wow. wow, wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, Elvis Presley. I thought it was him. I closed my eyes. And when Mark was talking, I thought it was the king. Oh, really? I thought it was the king, yes. I know, I know. Well, he did, he did tell us that he, he, he's definitely well, not alive. So, no! Well, so, mate, hey. The best Linda thing. Thompson was with him. Like, and, and, and crying. She thought it was him. Oh. Remember? When he was oh, telling yeah. us about Linda Thompson. What a great story. And he's married to Lisa Curry. Oh, you can't yeah. say Lisa Curry Kenny because she's not married no, no. to uh, Kenny Lisa anymore. Curry, the, uh, the, the way he pulled uh, me up, remember when um, I said, oh, you're married to Lisa Curry Kenny. He goes, Lisa Curry. Lisa Curry. And what was his name? Tabone. Lisa Curry Tabone. Tabone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, what a great bloke, right, hey? Yeah, what a great episode. Lots Thanks, of Maltese people will be listening in because he's Maltese. Oh, oh, he does a Maltese. He's from Malta. He does a good, good accent from Malta. He does. Too many people in Swanson Street. I tell him to go home. We probably have to get him back on the show just to do yes, an episode of the yes, whole piece. Yes, Very good, yes. very impressed. That's a, that's a and great And we might show. even get Jimmy Tallamarina on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jimmy Tallamarina and Giuseppe. Hello, I'm Jimmy Tallamarina. Giuseppe, hello, I'm Giovanni. Anyway, if you like the show, please subscribe yes, uh, yes, uh, yes. by liking and hitting the subscribe button uh, yeah. on Apple, uh, Spotify, uh, Podbean, Google, wherever you hear your yeah. podcast. Elvis Presley listeners. You know? yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, we do appreciate that. And, uh, you know, yeah. the, the show is growing and growing and growing and growing. Oh, I'm growing. Yeah, like a wart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. Stop laughing at your own jokes. All right, I'm Tony Shunkrelf now, Dylan. And I'm Dominican Tony Shunkrelf. And we'll see you next time on Shunkrelf. Shunk-